In this episode, I share the five love languages as written about by Gary Chapman in his masterpiece of a book. Listen in and discover what your primary love language is and how it can help you improve the quality of your life and your relationships. This is James Granstrom, and you're listening to the Super Soul Model Series. I first came across this book by a gentleman called Gary Chapman, who published this book way back in 1990, but years later in about 2009, hit the bestseller list. And when I first came across this, this literally transformed the way I began to converse and interact with people. Because the people up close and personal to me, I began to really look into these five languages of love, which I want to share with you today so you can discover what your primary love languages are. Because when you understand what your primary love language is or are, most people are like two or three, what happens is, is that you feel more loved, you feel more heard and you feel more appreciated. That is what every human being on this planet wants. But a lot of us have different setups which make us feel different or separate from one another. But the thing that always binds us together is love. So stay tuned and I'm going to talk about more about these five languages of love in this episode. If you're new to the podcast, please consider liking, subscribing and sharing if it uplifts you or inspires you or teaches you something. And why not share it with a friend or a family member if you think it will also benefit them. So what are the five languages of love and which one could relate to you the most? That's what we're going to discover in this episode. Some people are one, two or even three of these five. So let's just have a look into what these love languages are to start with. The first is acts of service. The second is quality time. The third is physical touch. The fourth is words of affirmation. And last but not least, gifts. So let's dive into what each of these love languages are and how they can relate to you, how they can help you and how they can serve you going forward. Because when you understand what love language you are, and maybe you understand what love language your partner is or someone you care about is, in a, perhaps a member in your family, if you can begin to understand which of these languages speak to you first, then it's only going to grow in your ability to connect with other people when you understand what their love languages are as well. Because Really, what we're all trying to do is understand ourselves, understand our place in the world and how we can relate to others. Because Tony Robbins once wrote, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships and the quality of the questions that you ask. So the quality of your relationships depend on your ability to give and extend and receive love from the people you care about and spend the most amount of time with. So let's look at the first love language, acts of service. Now, if this is your love language, how it would refer to you is is that you enjoy people doing things in the labor of love for you. Maybe it's taking out your trash. Maybe it's doing a bit of gardening for you. Maybe it's running you down to the store, picking up your groceries. When someone does something for you, you feel really loved and you feel really special, particularly if this is your main love language. A lot of people who have this as one of their primary love languages love to employ people to help them around the house. Maybe it's a cleaner, maybe it's a gardener, maybe it's to do these types of acts of service because they're loving and treasuring themselves because this is their primary love language. 
So if this sounds like you, then acts of service could be one of your primary love languages. Number two, the second love language is quality time. Now you hear this word being thrown around quite a lot in terms of relationships, such and such needs to offer me quality time. But if this is you, this love language means you really want to feel loved, you want to feel heard, you want someone to spend time with you. Now when people put their attention on you and focus on you and interact with you in a conversation, you feel more understood, you feel more loved, you feel more heard. This can really open up the feel-good feelings inside of you when you are given and extended a lot of quality time. Because if that's not happening in any of your relationships, your friendships, your intimate relationships, or even with your family, it means that you're not receiving or getting the quality time, which is predominantly your love language. So how would you go about having more quality time? Well, it's turning off phones, turning off TVs, interacting people, sitting down, having a drink or a nice hot drink and really talking and asking how you are or going for a walk with one another. Every time you spend quality time with someone you care about, your relationship grows, your heart expands and it really tunes into this love language known as quality time. So if this is you and it resonates with you, this could be one of your love languages. Number three, the third Love language is called physical touch. Now, if this is your primary love language, it could mean that you are always giving hugs. You are always sort of touchy-feely. You are holding hands with perhaps your spouse quite a lot or even your kids or whoever. Your intimate relationships, your close relationships, whether it's with a spouse, friends or family, if physical touch is a big deal to you, you'll be finding yourself often giving people hugs wherever you go. Now, this intimate of physicality can make you feel super loved, feel super special. And if you find yourself giving hugs freely to lots of people, then this could be your love language. If you ever look at those videos of people going free hugs, you know that the hug is a wonderful thing. But what you didn't realize is also the person who's giving it is their main love language, their primary love language. The fourth love language is words of affirmation. Now, words of affirmation are hearing praise, hearing vocal statements of upliftment and appreciation and kindness and confirmation and anything that makes another person feel better with their words. You hear the old saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. If Words of affirmation is your primary love language and anyone slates you in any way or says anything derogatory, it's really going to pull your heartstrings. So if words of affirmation is a big deal to you and it is one of my love languages, then having words of praise, having words of appreciation is a really, really big deal. Uh, I use words to convey message and share knowledge and share wisdom and words of affirmation play a big part in me as being able to share like this message with you. So this could be your love language if you find yourself always looking to compliment and appreciate other people in some way, shape or form. And an example of this might be, oh, you look beautiful. Oh, you look great in that. Oh, you look so handsome. Or I love the way you did that. These types of statements come from someone whose main love language is word of affirmation. Now, fifth and last but not least is gifts. Now, if your love language is gifts and this resonates with you, 
is because you really enjoy receiving gifts. Now, this could mean anything from like a necklace or a watch to a T-shirt or even a little note. Because anytime someone is receiving a gift, it makes them feel special. It makes them feel treasured. And if this is your primary love language, then when someone gives you a gift, you light up and you feel treasured and you feel special. Now, are you this particular love language? Are you a mixture of these? I guarantee you are. But which ones of these really resonate with you the most? Is it acts of service, where people are doing things for you out of labour of love? Is it quality time, needing to be with a person in undivided attention, spending real time focused upon you? Could it be three physical touch, those hugs that you want to receive regularly? And maybe it's someone, maybe it's you wanting to get a massage. You know, that could be part of the physical touch as well. Number four, could it be words of affirmation, wanting to receive compliments and appreciation regularly so it kind of lifts you up more and more praise? Or fifth, could it be the one that we just discussed, which is gifts? So you're always feeling treasured by someone special who up close and personal. Each of these love languages, when you know them and you understand them and you apply them more and more regularly, will lift you up. Now, even better is for you to discover the people that you care about the most, what theirs could be. Can you discern? Can you play detective at home or wherever you are with your friends, your girlfriends, your boyfriends or your family? What their love languages are. I know all my family what their love languages are. One of my sisters is words of affirmation and the other one is gifts. My other sister is words of affirmation and her one's is acts of service. My mum's is words of affirmation and gifts and mine is words of affirmation and physical touch so everybody is a little bit different now all of them are important and all of them you could go yeah that applies to me but there's usually one or two that play a really big deal now when you use these regularly when you can understand which ones you are you know and you want to fill yourself up this is what gary chapman calls the love tank so each time you are tapping into your love language it means you're filling up your love tank in other words you could say you're filling you're filling yourself up energetically and the more energy you have the more lit up you have the more your heart expands the happier and healthier you become because it's a direct correlation so when you know which one your love language is and you actually apply it then what's going to happen is you're going to feel great but if you're not applying them or the people up close to you aren't doing these for you what you're finding is, is that you feel unloved and you feel misunderstood. And that's often why relationships can break down because they feel misunderstood and feel unloved because they don't understand these love languages. So what would you do if you're single and you have these love languages? How would you apply these to yourself? Well, you've got to do the same. You've got to give to yourself the way you'd like to be given to as if it were by a partner. So if it's acts of service, what sort of things could you do? Could you employ a cleaner? Could you have somebody uh, drop sh- groceries off to you uh, instead of you going out shopping? What sorts of things could you do in acts of service? Could you have as people do labour of loves for you? You know, do you thoroughly enjoy getting Amazon Prime? Because that is someone dropping things off for you. That's like an act of service. Number two, quality time. Where could you give yourself more quality time so you feel more loved and understood? Could you give yourself more time alone in contemplation and in meditation and spending time in nature? If you're single, that's a really good thing to do. 
And could you be with, you know, one of your friends? Even if you're not in a relationship, could you go and spend time and hang out with your friends and spend real quality time? Just one-on-one, not in a big group setting, because that one-on-one allows you to grow. So that would really help you receive more quality time and fill up your cup. Again, if you're single, physical touch could play a big part if it's your main love language by you going and getting a massage. And if you can't get a massage and you can't afford one, could you give yourself a, a massage every morning? Could you go and get a foam roller? Could you go and do all these types of things? You know, I have, I've got one of those sort of scalp massages that I do for myself regularly. And uh, they so satisfying only for about a, a minute or so just doing that scalp massager it's like this big metal looking spider it sort of gives me goosebumps and it really taps into giving myself self-care and self-love because that is one of my primary love languages so if you're single that could really work for you and if you're in a couple you could have someone do that for you so again all of these types of things will help you build personal self-love because that's really what you're trying to generate here fourth words of affirmation if you're single how could you praise yourself well where could you compliment yourself could you even set up a praise file where people have said nice things to you in emails or collate texts that people have sent to you so when you're having a low day you could look back on those texts that people have said really nice things to you just to fill yourself up These are really powerful ways to help you feel better about yourself when you're feeling really low. Because the mind naturally, when you're low, it wants to take you on a spiral down. So having these things ready and accessible can be really powerful to you for filling up your love tank and filling yourself up energetically. And fifth, if you're single, gifts. What sort of gifts could you give yourself? You know, we talked about Amazon Prime delivery. That could be great. But if you're feeling low, would you need to go and do lots of shopping for yourself? No, you, you don't need to go and spend excessively on shopping because that's trying to fill a void when you don't feel loved. But the gift that you could give to yourself is maybe just going and getting a cup of coffee. Maybe it's buying yourself a chocolate and making it special. Maybe it's just trying to make what's ever in front of you special. Make your lunch special. Make each meal special. Perhaps even put a candle on the table try and make your environment as beautiful as possible because if you're able to do that what's going to happen is you're going to feel special and you're going to fill yourself up the main thing about these love languages is they help you build discernment because as soon as you understand what these five are and you can begin applying them on yourself knowing which ones resonate with you the most as i mentioned earlier for me words of affirmation and physical touch play a big deal to me you know so if if you can know which ones are for you then what's going to happen is is that you're going to feel more empowered when you go out into the world because now you know what yours are. Could you know what your families are? Could you know what your friends are? And start talking to them and doing these little things that make them feel special because that's going to build a bond between you and that's going to enhance and improve the quality of your relationships. Again, making them feel special and making you feel special because you use your discernment because you clued yourself up through understanding. Now, not everybody will know about this, and it's not necessarily your job to tell everyone about this. But if you can demonstrate your love language, knowledge and application, what happens is you become an even more powerful and beautiful human being that uplifts the vibe of everyone you come into contact with. Because once again, Tony Robbins said, the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of your relationships and the quality of your questions. 
And if you're able to raise the vibe around the people that you care about the most, what's that going to do for you? It's going to bring everybody up. So this is a really important part for you to be able to begin to play with, practice and hopefully demonstrate. Now, this is a really interesting case study that happened to me even just last week. I was playing paddle tennis in a, in a foursome and at the end we were trying to arrange a game for next Sunday and one of the guys we were playing with says, oh, I'm not sure if I can commit to playing next Sunday morning. Even though I really want to play, my girlfriend wants me to spend time with her and I, I, you know, I guess I don't think I can play tennis even though I really want to play. And I said to him, I said, if you don't play tennis and you spend time with her, you'll resent it because really what you're thinking about is wanting to be playing at tennis. But what she really wants, that she wants from you, is your quality attention at home. And if you're not with her, giving her your quality time, which is her main love language. Can you see the pattern now? She wants that undivided attention. She wants that conversation. She wants to be loved and heard and acknowledged. But when he's at home, I said, you, you've got to make sure you're not on the phone. You've got to be not being playing any games, reading any books. You want to be into her for at least a good hour or so. So she feels love. She feels quality attention from you, undivided attention for the time that you're with her. Because you may be with someone, but it doesn't mean that you're present with them. And that is what the love language of quality time will do. So if you ever hear any relationship saying, oh, I never see you, what they're really saying is that I see you around, but you're never really present with me because you're on your device, on a tablet, you're reading a book, you're doing anything but conversing and asking and trying to be really into that person you're building a relationship with. So when you understand this, this can be really transformational in terms of the dynamics of your relationships and your, your energy between a partner. And as soon as you understand that and give people quality time, if that's your main love language, what's going to happen is it's going to come back. So he'll get to be able to play tennis next week and she'll feel loved. So everybody's a winner as long as you're putting that phone down, as long as you're giving that person that attention. So because as soon as you become a little bit more shrewder and investigate what the uh, your partner or the people you care about or who you live with or up close and personal, what their love language is, what's going to happen is is they're going to feel great in your presence and you're going to feel great in theirs and everybody wins. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been uplifting. I hope it's been enlightening and I hope you've been inspiring. And I'm going to have a link here to Gary Chapman's book because it is phenomenal. And as soon as you begin to read it and really apply these five love languages in your life, first of all, know which ones are yours, which one are your primary love language. As soon as you can investigate what yours are, then you can start investigating and be discerning and be play detective about what the people in your life who are most valuable to you, what theirs are, and start talking to them in their love language. And notice how much more your relationships thrive as a result. You'll feel great for it. And even as you interact with anybody, you'll be able to subtly pick up what their love languages are just by the way they behave and what they say when they talk to you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope it's been enlightening. And if it has, why not write in and let me know what your main takeaway is from this episode. You can find me on James Granstrom at Instagram or in any of my social media links. And let me know and tag me in there 
what your favorite takeaway was from this episode or any episode for that matter. I love hearing from you guys and I love seeing you thrive because that's what this podcast is all about. Be the role model in your own life and in your own sphere and make an impact positively wherever you go. Anyway, until the next episode, I wish you a wonderful week ahead and green lights all the way. Thanks for listening to the show. And if you've enjoyed it, please show your support by heading over to Apple and leaving a review. I am so thankful for all your reviews because they make the show. 